This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I just found out my married son had an affair and the woman may be pregnant. I breastfed all my children at the same time. I also breastfed my husband. What? What? That's all fun and everything. And then all of a sudden a thought creeps into my head. What if I teleport to the roof? You guys want to talk about boobs for a quick second? And I am not friend of, I am not housewife, maybe. I am housewife. We should edit that out. Needless to say, we wind up having sex. Whoa! Whoa. I think my life without television would have been drastically different. Sex in a car is probably something you're not that great at. I was great at that, actually. Do we know the good shit? We absolutely do. Have you gotten a drink thrown at you? Uh, I've been with you when you've gotten a drink thrown at you, but I will say this. No one gets more unsolicited drinks thrown at them than now. Chris Manzo 08, Venmo. There were daddy conversations, there were mommy conversations. Plenty this was a mistake. How do you on the show was a mistake? Here's my thought. I just had an idea, but I forgot it. The dating life in general should have just straight up contracts. It should be like sports. What's up, everybody? Dear Albie, we are back. Christopher, hello. Hey. We got a full house here, Chris. We do. Why don't you, why don't you just run it down? Well, Go we're ahead. still here with Chuck. We just had a, a fun episode with Chuck Go talking about food. Now we're going to talk about something that, I mean, you sound pretty familiar with food also. I think most people are. Yes. But uh, we're going to get into kind of your line of work now. We're going to talk about engagements, the diamond trade. Is that, someone, is that what the hell called it? Someone's uh, getting engaged. Someone's getting engaged is the, is the misleading title. title of this. <laughs> we just want you to click on it. Clickbait. And it's too late. Neither of us fooled you. Uh, also with us, Mom, I got as it. you know, we're, neither of us are engaged. Listen, that would have been the shock of the century. <laughs> and also with us, my, uh, my buddy Adam. Uh, Adam, last name okay or no? Yeah. Adam right. Connors. Hello. Uh, just, we're all just going to pop in because um, everyone here, Al and I really can't handle a show about engagement because that's like asking me to do a show about flying a rocket ship. It's something that I know nothing about and God knows if it'll even happen. And I'm just kind of bitter. So... <laughs> Um, Chuck, what's your, your, your married kids? No, I'm single like you guys, but I've had a lot of experience with people like us. Yes. You know, so that. have you come close to yourself to getting engaged? Yes, I have actually. What, what is that thought process like from a guy that is around this every single day? That is a great question. Um, well, firstly, when I'm also, let's say a personal jeweler. Mm-hmm. So even from day one, I'd always say, 
will this piece for whatever client, is it going to be good enough for one day my fiance? So I always look at it, every piece as if I'm making it for my girlfriend or what have you. So what's the bar personally then? That was going to be my follow-up. Is there like, do you look at it as like, oh man, it's all nonsense or it's really like hardcore, man, I'm going to kill this thing. Like I'm really going to. Yeah. I, you know, it's also one of those things where you know too much about something, you get really like lost in the weeds sometimes, but really it comes down to making sure the quality is good, whether it's the diamond itself or the setting. I think that makes a huge uh, difference. So you can, you can go anywhere like Zales or some of these like medium to lower places. They'll have some decent stuff in there, but it's usually made f like en masse. It's made for a, a lot of people. We do it personally. We customize it to the person, the lady. Well, that's uh, what I was just going to say. Yeah. I think it's more about the woman that you're giving the ring to and what she wants or what you want for her personality. You know, when, when I was getting engaged a thousand years ago, um, my father-in-law would bring home the diamonds and the tissue for me to look at, and they were literally up to my knuckle. Yeah. And I felt like a fool, and I would say, Mr. Manzo, this is not me. I weighed all of 94 pounds back then. And he got so frustrated with me because I said, I'm small. I can't carry this ring. Now today, 50-plus years later, the girlfriend can carry the ring yeah. no matter how big she is. But uh, anyway, sure. at that point in time, then my husband went out and said, I'm going to go and get her, her diamond because... I know who she is and I know what works best for her and her personality. Yeah. So um, I think that plays a lot into it too. I agree. The element yeah. of surprise in your engagement just didn't exist or what? what no, what no, is, no, no, no. I knew, I knew I was going to get engaged, but I didn't know when. And then daddy was picking out diamonds with grandpa and they were just so ridiculously big that and they didn't match my personality. Um, and then daddy just went out and got the ring, which I still wear to this day. And, you know, he, it, it's at, was 1.24, you know, stone and really good quality, like you said. But he always says to me, I want to get you a bigger stone. And my response to him, this is what you asked me to marry me with. This is what yeah. we made our vows with, and this is the ring I'll always wear. Not to say you can't get me a big, giant diamond for my right hand. I can wear that every day of the week. That's fine. But I think the engagement ring yeah. plays a lot into the woman and her personality and your relationship, too. Chuck, are there times where you sell a ring and you're like, this is this is getting sold again somewhere. This couple's not making it. Um, yeah, it does happen actually. How um, do you feel doing that? I would feel great. I'd be like, listen, man, you came to me. Was it Albie? Right? Was Albie? <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I'm not qualified to give relationship advice, but you see things enough, like patterns start to develop, and it usually is like, and I mean, there's except, uh, exceptions to this, but it's usually when the guy has no idea what's going on, and the woman's like, like real alpha it's like i want this takes control of the whole process and that that you would you consider that a bad trait when a girl knows exactly what you or like or you mean like more it's actually great for business okay when they know what they want yeah, specifically yeah, yeah. i'm just saying i'm the longevity of that relationship in my experience that i've seen that's what i get scared what's about. the most amount of wedding rings you ever sold to one person wedding rings to yeah. one person um probably like two all right that's yeah not bad. no it's not bad um, but what's their hook their hook they come in for anniversary it gives push presents so on so there's Are a you a personal jeweler that. in the States or in Africa? So my office is in South Midtown, Africa, uh, New York City. Cool. But my other offices are in Johannesburg. Is there a difference in the customer base between those two? Oh, absolutely. I mean, New York, the purchasing power here is unlike, well, it's very first world. I don't like to use that term necessarily, but you go to Africa, it's like lower quality, very small markets. So a majority of what gets mined and even uh, worked on, like cut, those, um, they go to Europe, Israel, and America. I mean, America is one of the biggest consumers of diamonds in the world, the largest consumer. So yeah, it all pretty much all that stuff gets dumped into the States. 
Adam, uh, Adam, you're the but you're you're a married man, kids, uh -huh. awesome family. Uh, Mom, you've met his family. Adore his children. I watch them, and they're the sweetest, cutest things. They give me pleasure to see such well-behaved, well-mannered children wow. in this in this world today. November seventeenth, nineteen ninety-eight. Dear Abby, dear Abby, my twenty-seven-year-old daughter just announced. Mm. That's what she announced. Went right in my eardrum. <laughs> you so, for, just for explanation purposes, oh, I'm wearing headphones and Nando just bitch slapped the microphone. <laughs> it went, it went in one ear and out the other. <laughs> so, uh, dear Abby, my 27-year-old daughter just announced her engagement. We are now having trouble with our relationship, and and I'm shocked and hurt. She has accused me of trying to plan her wedding. Abby, I give my opinions and ideas only and certainly don't, quote, insist on anything. Is this lack of communication normal? We are usually very close. What gives? She has instructed me to get information and she will decide whether or not to use it. That's fine with me. Although the wedding is nine months away, she insists on a guest list now. That was all caps and an exclamation point. Uh, our church holds more than 500 people. I think it must have been Rome or some shit. Was it? Really? <laughs> church is this. So what's the rush? No, I never expressed my unhappiness to her. I thought this was uh, supposed to be fun. I'm both angry and sad. How do I handle this? Mom, you planned a wedding. I, but I, so I planned the wedding Were because you, your sister did. I, was, I don't remember Lauren was Lauren was just like, Mom, I'm getting married. You know, July 18th, I'll see you there. Make sure everything looks good. That was my daughter pretty much. <laughs> wow. Um, to, to the point of when we, were, we went to get her wedding gown, her first question to me was like, Mom, do you like it? And I had to keep saying to her, do you like it? Mom, do you like it? No, Lauren, do you like it? Would and Lauren then, agree with what you're saying? If I told Lauren to wear a purple and green dress with yellow polka dots on her wedding day, that's what she would have worn. Wow. Because she's just, she says, I'm indecisive. I'm not good at that. I need you to help me. But I never lost sight of the fact that it was her wedding day. It's my only daughter. Of course, it was very exciting for me. But it had to be her day, and she had to feel the magic of a wedding. And that went into everything she did, her ring, her gown. Um, but, but beyond that, um, as far as her, the decor of the wedding day, and of course, you know, we had the wedding at the Brownstone, and Daddy just, we didn't even know what we were reading that day. We walked into an well, unbelievable... Do you, do you think we are jaded as a family to weddings in general? Um, I, I would, I think... The way Chuck might be to ring I think, and, and you know, jaded may be the wrong term. I think we just, um, it's so automatic pilot for us. And we have such um, we have such confidence in the brownstone and daddy and what they do. Like if you, you don't go to somebody that is so good at what they do and say, okay, listen, I'm gonna teach you something because you're not, all right. You can only say, I'd like this if you could do it. You know, this is a part of my culture and something like that. Can you bring that to me? Of course, that's a different story. But um, beyond that, um, you know, the food and everything. We, we were very very lucky. That was handed, you know, to us through my husband. But the floral decorations, the everything that led up to the wedding, the shower, that was pretty much Lauren and myself. But with me steering that ship. Now, what this woman saying is, well, gee, nine months away. Well, you should know your guest list by nine months away, because you have to go to your event, your caterer, your event planner, and they need to know what's going on, and you have to pay per person. So you want to know what's happening nine months prior to, because I mean, that has a big effect on your wedding. in Washington State. Yeah. As I understand it, weddings where we are, here in North Jersey or Florida, the coastal kind of areas are very... Um, We're big. elaborate They're here, They're a little yeah. bit more over the top. Mm. But I'm, <clears throat> I've never been to one or even seen one, but I'm told like other parts of the country more like, I guess you would say like, uh, like suburban and, mm -hmm. and regular. 
um, they just have like a, a party, like you know, a night. It's not really as elaborate as you got to tell the planner and all yeah. that. So like, but wouldn't you say that if that's their lifestyle, then for them that still is a big event because that's a simpler life. We don't live simple lives here. You know, also, a five hundred person church can't be in like a rural area. It's got to be a pretty, got to be a big church, you know. Anyway, I had a friend actually that got married a few years ago upstate at a camp, like a children's camp. That's fun. It was one of the most fun weddings. That we sounds even, awesome. Oh, we went into the lake. Uh, we played basketball all day. We did like archery. It was like being Amazing. back. Yeah, everyone had a blast. And you were able to have the capacity for a lot of people. Wow, too. that's fun. Yeah. I think because of the way we grew up, like I always wanted a super different wedding. Like because I didn't want like I didn't want it at the Brownstone. I didn't want to feel like my dad had to work there. I kind of wanted to just kind of like have a good time. And I've always looked at either a destination or something really, really cool and out there as being like, because I, I just wanted it to feel different. I mean, my, old, my that's me personally. My real opinion, or how it would really go down is, whoever I marry, I'm be like, what do you want? And that's what really it, it is, because it really is like the girl's day. You know what I mean? Like it's the, the thing you thought about your whole life type of thing. The closest I've ever really come is actually putting money away for a ring type situation. And when your thought process in that whole moment is really like, I don't want to say it's like, it was almost like, oh, I want what you want. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't really like, oh my God, what are we going to do? It really is, in my opinion, I think when you're kind of clocking towards that day, yeah. you almost like aren't, in, aren't really involved that much mm -hmm. like at the end of the day So, so like, as a guy. Yeah, like, the, groom just, great point. the groom just shows up. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. A great, the only yeah. control you really have, and I've seen this now, is the actual proposal. That's yeah. the only yeah, time. After yeah, that, you'll you, lose it. If you fuck that up, like, if that's not exactly what was what the plan was, like, yeah. I always said, like, my dad, as I understand it, mom, you could probably tell the story better than me, <laughs> um, just kind of panicked and pulled over on the side of the road and, and just proposed because he was going, he was on his way to propose at some more scenic place. Instead, he was in Patterson, pulled over under a bridge and was like, I'm freaking the fuck out here. He did. He had a, a, a breast pocket on his shirt. And he's driving, and he's, I've seen him fiddling his pocket. I'm like, what is he doing? And all of a sudden, he just pulls over under a highway, under a bridge. He didn't even say, will you marry me? He just looked at me. He goes, I love you, and I want you to be my wife. And he gives me the ring. And I looked at him, and I said, is this real? Is, is this, <laughs> this is what the, it's happening? I find now the way the engagements are going are out of control. No. It's like everything's, you know, they got these flash mobs. They got this. They just... I love you. Will you marry me? You've got your whole lifetime to have episodes of craziness and, and, and abundance and stuff like that. Keep it simple. Yeah. I think it's crazy. That's a lot of my problem, too, yeah. like when thinking about the person that, like, you know, any of us really are with. Those are the things that I look out for as, like you said, the red flags, right? Mm -hmm. If they are so tied to the things that I find don't really enrich the relationship itself or isn't about the relationship itself, and it's more about, hey, this is going to symbolize – like the ring is a symbol of, you know, how much money we have and blah, 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 and how, like, it's a, it's a tool for intention or, like, I want a huge wedding because I want, you know, like, again, I want this proposal to be something that people are going to talk about and I'm going to compete against my friends. I want my wedding to be bigger than my friends' weddings mm -hmm. so when they come down, they get jealous. Those are the things that, like, I feel like we're really, really good at picking out from being in that business so long. Sure. And that's probably a huge reason why... You know, I'd, I'd like to have someone like a non-famous version of Jennifer Lopez on this show that's been married like five times. Because I'd want to know the difference of fun 
between like your first, second, third, fourth, and fifth <laughs> wedding. <laughs> like, cause like you go to Italy for the first time, you're overwhelmed. You want to take in all of it. You want to go to the Coliseum. You want to go to Venice. You want to, and you feel like you just kind of tasted all of it. That's the first time you went. But like the fifth time you go, you're like, no, I know the spot, and it's fun. You could really enjoy it. They go to camp. So I'm wondering, yeah. <laughs> maybe if there's something too like, what's the most fun wedding? You know, and like, do you go through phases? Like, yeah, I tried the small wedding phase, tried the big wedding phase. We, I want to talk to a multiple divorcee on the show. Please, you guys send way weirder shit into our email, which I'm about to read. Please let us know if you want to be on the show as someone who's been divorced a bunch of times and remarried. Or just write in, write in your divorce, your divorce. Uh, well, we're doing an engagement episode. We should probably have a divorce. Yeah, we should do a divorce episode. <laughs> so write us in, drlbmailbag at gmail.com. Also, guys, subscribe. Rate five stars, all of weeks. that. We haven't said that in forever. And <laughs> we haven't said it in three weeks, which means we haven't said it in two months by the time this airs. That's true. So it's a problem. Yeah. Do, you know why divorce is so ex- do you know why divorce is so expensive? What? Because it's worth it. <laughs> <laughs> that's fresh. That's funny. Um, so, uh, that's coming from a happily married man, by the way. I should, I should, I'm going to cover Adam's ass on that one. <laughs> so uh, I have a uh, mailbag question. This is a Dear Albie, not a Dear Abby. And uh, we're going to file it under questions that are uncomfortable to ask in front of your mom. Um, dear Albie, so my former man thang is in a relationship with a new chick for several months now. Or, I don't know, she talks. Uh, we all partied together, and she and I have made out a couple times, which I'm not actually sure if he's been too drunk those times to know or not. She told me the other day that she asked her BF, which is, I guess, her boyfriend. It doesn't sound like they were ex-boyfriend. Oh, yeah. It sounds like they just kind of fooled around together. Um, if they could join in, if she could join them for a threesome because of our past, he said no. In fact, he's been known to get angry at me when other guys were interested, so I'm not about it either. Uh, but she and I are still playful when the crew is out. Sometimes she still really tries to get down with me if you catch my drift. Uh, anyway, she asked to get together with me over drinks. I, I can't do that. Fang, drank. He was an eye, man. Yeah, girlfriend. Um, <laughs> soon, ju- soon, just the two of us. We're obviously good friends and vibe really well. So I wonder, bad news bears. Yeah, I think cheating's cheating. If someone's trying to get up on you, whatever. What? Get up on you? Her words. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. But like, if somebody, if you're in a relationship and someone's trying to get with you. And you get with that person, it is cheating. Now, if it's with a girl and it, and it comes into that like broader context of stuff, and you're open for that kind of thing, and you guys are younger, that's a different kind of a conversation. But either way, I do look at like a one-off as cheating personally. But you know, I would just kind of go with it as you will. I mailbag question: I kissed your girl, and I like it. Was the was the name? By Great the way. title. Great title. Great title. But, I like um, it. It's a great title for the conversation. Well, think about where it led too, right? Like, so she got with her friend, and she, the boy, or she went to the boyfriend and said, "Can we have a threesome?" So think about it. That what might be like if that was my girlfriend, right? And she told me that she used to get with one of her friends, and they happened to do it one night at a bar. You don't know that it could lead to that other thing where she's saying, "Oh, hey, come back and see this, the, you know, my guy that I'm seeing," and all of a sudden there's a guy in the mix. You don't know, so Slippery slope. it's a snow, it's a snowball to be rolled down the hill. If you're going to be with somebody, you got to be with them, and that's kind of it, my opinion. You ever, you ever do, uh, uh, Chuck? You ever do like a, a polygamous marriage? <laughs> Me personally, yeah. Have I, um, what, what's that like? Are they the same ring? Are they different wow. sizes? So many I never, questions. That right? is a, no, I haven't done polygamous. Um, I have done, you know, um, people of the same sex getting married, mm-hmm. which is actually a lot of fun. Um, 
especially like the gay line of bands or uh, as a PC or uh, uh, doesn't matter. All right. No, just because like the ring designs get elaborate and in our business, we can actually make anything. We can design the way people want. So they'll come up with sketches. They'll see something on like when they, a memorable, a memorable vacation they had and they want something very symbolic and sentimental and we'll create it for them. And it tends to be it tends to be really nice, like mm-hmm. for some reason. I feel like the gays do it right in every aspect of the weddings. Oh, 100%. Because every gay wedding that I've been to, I've been to a handful at this point, has been super creative and super different, number one. And number two, it just does a lot of the time seem a lot more about them than it does about showing off, like that I could think of at least. But well, I guess maybe it is kind of... Well, no, well, I, I, you also have to understand that they could finally be allowed to celebrate it, and they're, they're, they're celebrating their relationship rather than celebrating, look what, look what I can do. Yeah, and they appreciate it, it more. Yeah. And, and you kind of, I would imagine, you kind of celebrate it for those who couldn't also right. in that case. Right. Like yeah. if, Uncle Jamie was releasing Right, well, he uh, did balloons, that, but he did a thing right, for lamps. like AIDS victims right. in the 80s because he was, he was a gay man in the 80s. Right. You know, it's not... It, he kind of feel like he made yeah. it out of something, not trying yeah. to be funny. Like it, so he took it seriously enough that they had to do a candlelight thing, and we all kind of it was fun. We sent these little lights into the sky. No, he was, you know, he's he's fifty. He looks, I'm fifty eight. He's like fifty four. So think about it back in the you know seventies and eighties, feeling that way and having to keep it inside you. So for him, when he was able to get married, and he got married right right after the law allowed him to. Um, it, it's it's a big thing, and that's why I think they celebrate their love and their relationship more because they, in in a bizarre way, I feel like they appreciate it more. Where for for a heterosexual couple, it's just like, oh yeah, sure. Going through the well, motions. Well, in a different in a different you time, know? they literally wouldn't be allowed to have it. Yeah, right. They wouldn't be allowed to have to be with each other to be a secret or whatever it is. And I I kind of I think there's something cool to that. Like the same way, like all right, when women got the right to vote for the first time, they weren't excited because of the candidate they got the vote for. They were yeah, excited because of all the people that were before right. them. That, that they weren't able to do it. But I must say one thing is is uh, gay wed- the dancing at gay weddings is off the hook. Like, <laughs> yeah. A lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, always, it's always a good time. I think I've been two or three, and they're always a good time. Um, I don't know. But like I said, we've been, I just feel like I've been to a thousand weddings because I worked with them my entire yeah. life. My dad is a catering hall, if you haven't pieced together yeah. what we've been talking about. Um, this is a really fun Dear Abby question from 1986, May 15th. Oh, right by your birthday, Al. Mm-hmm. Not mine? Dear Abby, our son is getting married in September when, quote, Evelyn, the bride's mother, called to tell me the wedding plans. I was floored. They're having the reception in the most expensive hall in Boston. Abby, there are young kids who have nothing. There, there are young kids who have nothing? I don't understand the point of mentioning that, but okay. I was informed that our share would be $4,500. I was told, uh, I told Evelyn that we didn't have that kind of money, so that I, and a thousand dollars was our limit. She hung up on me. I called a few days later. This is a really fun story. I like this. Uh, I called a few days later. I asked how many guests uh, we could invite to the reception. She said, for a thousand, one couple. Oh, Evelyn. <laughs> oh, Evelyn. Evelyn. Uh, more like Evelyn, am I right, yeah. guys? Uh, <laughs> she said, I was living in the dark ages if I thought the parents of the bride still paid for the whole wedding with no help from the groom's side. She repeated that our share was 4500 I said, people who put on showy weddings can't afford them uh, are full. I don't know what this means. This is a different language. Uh, are sh- who can't afford them are foul. Four flushers? Or four flushers? I don't understand. It's four flushers. Four dash flushers. F-O-U-R. I think the fact that it turned red yeah. really threw me off. Yeah. Like, I'm, maybe never, I'm like part bold. I don't know. Uh, what's four flush? Can we get a maybe Google search like on it? Like 80s Bostonian slang. Four flush, four like flushes. one, two, three, four? 
Yeah. Is that like a courtesy flush thing? So I'll read the sentence again since I was so confused. Maybe it'll help. People who put on showy weddings who can't afford them are four flushers. So I really like what's going on with them because she's saying help us out with this expensive wedding. And she's like, oh, ew, you only have $1,000. Meanwhile, you're asking them for half, really. You know? Empty boasting or four flushers refers to empty boasting or unsuccessful bluffing. One more time. Oh, I'm sorry. Empty boasting. Yeah, empty boasting. Is essentially like you so know you don't, you're you're showing you're showing off you don't got it right right four flushers do we like that I like it four flushers you is four flushers is that something we're gonna start using or are we are we yeah, gonna start I'm calling they're not gonna know what that are is. we gonna start calling no. people out it's like calling somebody bragger, muggle stuff yeah. like piker braggart same like yeah. it's like calling like to yeah. quietly say muggle you say four flushers <laughs> so then <laughs> the father of the bride then threw them out of the house after being called four flushers which is a big deal. Four flushers, a person who is a giant turd. This is on Urban Dictionary. A giant turd, uh, he or she takes multiple flushes to get rid of. So basically, uh, wow. yes. Oh, uh, four flushes. Yes, Nando, good call on that. He, he got right down to toilet. Nando lives in the toilet humor. Uh, now there's a bad feeling on both sides. Should we make a, should we make a loan? Mad in Massachusetts. Uh, Abby basically said no, you know. The problems there is not yours because well, they, they've made me, all these plans without consulting. Let you. me start start here. Number one, I personally am not of the school now that like the bride's parents pay for everything type thing. I feel like like if you're gonna, especially now because people like to have these elaborate weddings. If that's what you want, you better be able to, as a family on your own to back that stuff up. I think the couple pays contributing well, all, a lot of times depends. this and that. But I mean, like I, that's kind of always how I looked at it. But if as the mom, they shouldn't just throw her a bill. That's, that to me is nuts. Well, if she had no say in what was happening, if the, if the, if the bride's parents decided they're going to spend, for argument's sake, $100 a person on the wedding, that was their decision to make, and they should have at least given the groom's parents the courtesy to say, we're going to go, let's go together, and let's come to you know a happy medium. She just made the decision and said, Buy, you know, pay, pay me now. That's if not right. If you order the wine without consulting me, you're buying the wine. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Right? Yep. But I, it also depends on age. I know certain circumstances where even till today, if it's maybe like 22-year-old couple getting married, the parents or the father will take a, a healthier portion of it. But the older they get, I think, and this isn't always the case, but I feel like the father or bride expects for not only the family on the other side, but even the, 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 the groom-to-be that he has to pick up quite a, quite a bit too. Makes sense. I, yeah. I respect that. I'm yeah. fine with that. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I got a question from Lisa. I feel like, well, let me ask you this. I'm going into an engagement having no expectation of my wife's father contributing to the wedding. Do you feel like that's messed up of me to think? Well, I think that's a healthy way to think because you're approaching your mid-30s, my son, and there's no (laughs) one in sight. Uh, (laughs) I didn't ask for your opinion on that. But beyond that... Um, it depends on who you marry. If it's her first wedding, it's the father's right to want to do that, to give his daughter a wedding. I think that's one of the things you, you know, when you have a little girl, a, a dad thinks of walking her down the aisle and you think of giving her that special day. So that's a decision that's theirs to make. 
Um, but you could, it's always for you to say, you know, depending on the circumstances, by the way, I'm prepared to either pay for the whole thing or chip in. If these Venmos keep rolling in, I'll pay for it. <laughs> Can I add one last thing to that? I think this is important, and I, this is through empirical sort of uh, evidence. I've got friends now that they said, come up to me and say, Chuck, the best thing I did is I, along with sometimes the, the now wife, we paid for it all. And I said, why? It's because we had complete control. control. We didn't have to answer the, to the father-in-law. It made less family friction. So there's something to mm -hmm. there as well. Rather have something smaller and you don't really owe anyone. You can do whatever you like. And I always say, you know, and it's crazy that I'm in this business, but, you know, my husband is at least, I'd rather have the money in my bank account you know, when I'm when I'm looking to buy a house and say, I just spent X amount of dollars on a crazy honeymoon on this on that, and now I have to you know struggle to get a down payment for a house. Yeah. So there are things that matter and things that you spend on. You know, a diamond is something you have for the rest of your life. It's, it's it it appreciates in value and stuff like that. And my husband will always say too with the weddings, you need a great band, you need great food, and you need great good people. You know, you don't have to have elephants and and, and fireworks. But if you can get if elephants, you can, <laughs> we should make we should say that if you're able to get elephants uh. and fireworks, by all means, get elephants and fireworks. Don't, don't it's like Indian that. weddings. Yes. Oh, you, so uh. I have a funny story. There's an Indian wedding at the Brownstone one time, and I was a little late to work. And I have this thing to this day. I was the valet manager at the time. To this day, I have this thing that if I'm supposed to be at work and I'm not there, like something terrible is happening. <laughs> And, uh, and I picture just the worst case scenario, you know, like windows blown out in flames. And I was 20 minutes late, I was a valet. It wasn't, you know, I was, I was the, the head valet, but that doesn't mean all that much. Everyone knows what to do. And I showed up and there were horses and elephants and people <laughs> dancing, clapping, shit flying everywhere. I was like, it happened, it happened. <laughs> but they were just loading, like the, the wedding people didn't know yet, but all these antics were gonna come through and they were gonna, hey, come outside and see what's happening. And it was, I was like, dad's gonna fucking there's the elephants there's came. elephants in the parking lot. I don't know if it's elephants. There was definitely like horses and other stuff. There was, it was fun. Uh, mailbag from Lisa. Dear Albie, I met my husband in June, and we were married by September. You guys want to start there before the rest of the question goes? Yeah, I hope you're using your, your uh, fake name if that's, you've got some real stuff coming that, out of way. That's literally schools, a summer break for school. That's yeah. the amount of time. But when, you, when, when the bell rang to when the bell rang again, you met someone and you married them. Oh, listen, if you think I'm not going down with a 90-day turnaround Al, at this point, you've got another I'm, thing coming. I'm looking right at you on this one. <laughs> that 100% is happening. I met my husband in June. We were married by September. I'd I had to move a whole state for his job, leaving friends and family behind. So his friends are now my friends, sort of. Sounds anyway, like me. <laughs> anyway, this is actually from Al, not Lisa. Uh, I'm having a hard time being friends with his ex-girlfriends, but they're very much a part of my life as he dances with them in the ballet company where he teaches. Oh. Um, I'm friends with most of my ex-boyfriends too, but not in a way that I'd see them for several days a week, nor would I expect my husband to hang out with them. How can I help him understand that I really don't want to have dinner, drinks, or see a movie, literally anything to do with his ex-girlfriends? That's something you could have told him six months into your relationship. Which if, it was, if it happened, <laughs> if, if it had existed. six months. Uh, yeah. But you don't. So what I would tell you is, look at the bright side. He's in a ballet company. He's probably not going to cheat on you with them. Um... No, I don't picture uh, him as no. me. No, is it the opposite? Are they sex people? Well, uh, <laughs> I, I had uh, someone in my life that was a, uh, in the ballet world, and if there's a heterosexual ba ballet, not ballerina, but whatever the equivalent ballerino, uh, whatever nice. it is, ballerina, ballerino, yeah, yeah um, <laughs> they clean up. 
they absolutely clean up the temptations constantly in the face because they say majority of men. And he's a teacher, it sounds like, too. And yeah, so I don't know. I'm, I'm right. skeptical. New on answer. Yeah. Get rid of him. Yeah, for a guy that says everybody's cheating yeah. all the time, I can't believe you, you, you didn't even wind up on this one. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I guess he's getting his nuts cracked all the time. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, Listen, that was a great joke. Great joke. I'd say this, okay? Number one, obviously, you rushed into this whole thing. There had to be some reasons why. I would look very, very deeply into the entire situation. Just, I mean, you made the decision to get into this. You know, you got to kind of stick with it. It's not fair after you guys get married that you throw it in his face. You should have definitely done that while you were still dating. So, in my opinion, you got to kind of stick it out. But at the same time, I feel like she also made a lot of sacrifices for this relationship. She she stopped her job. She moved out of state. She's left her friends and family behind. And maybe she's feeling a little bit vulnerable now. And I think at the same time, he should be a little more cognizant of the fact that I brought this woman to my state, to my people, to my friends, to my world, and I have to bring her in it comfortably. It's a communication but, thing. But if what she if she had the opportunity, like she didn't get forced into the marriage. Like this is the type of thing that I just feel like, yeah, can you bring it up? Sure, but you gotta keep in mind, you made this decision knowing all of these. They things. both made the decision. They both have to compromise. And I'm work gonna together. give a different perspective to what this guy's life might be too, though. We don't really know the capacity of these exes. I doubt they're just lingering around the studio. They might be valuable to his business. Are they paying him? Are, there, are they customers? What is he supposed to do? Say, I don't want your money because my girlfriend's un- my wife is uncomfortable? That Did she no say she, he hangs out with them beyond the studio? Uh, yeah, well, she. it sounds like she's kind of more forced to hang out with them. Right. But it's like, would you prefer the opposite? She sounds a little depressed to me. I, no, and listen, it sounds like I could understand someone. I actually, I don't ever feel bad talking about the people that write in I just feel like it's kind of free game and I feel bad later like when I hear it which but I the truth is I feel a little bad for this person because there didn't seem like there's a lot of thinking that went into this stuff and I think um it's probably easy right now to be like what the hell happened Mm -hmm. six months ago this wasn't going on so I get that but at the same time you rushed into it and you kind of now I think need to say like you got to adjust on the fly and say, maybe these are the people I'm going to hang out with. Maybe you reverse. Oh, see that? Oh, hello. Maybe it's her. I had such a good, <laughs> I had such a good idea, too. Keep going. Keep going. Yeah? yeah in a restaurant. Why don't you go double agent, hang out with them, go to the movies with them, get drinks with them. See, you, you still have time to learn about the guy you married. You, you haven't known him 12 months yet. And now Talk to the people he used to date and get an idea what this kind of dude is. Maybe it's a good thing that you hang out with them. And... What we didn't pick up on, if she moved to be with him, they were they had a long-distance relationship is what I'm getting yeah, from it. Yeah, that's true, too. So how long was their actual relationship? Like, So you really rushed into it. Now you're in it. Now you don't go back and pack your bags crying. Now you figure it out and give it the best shot you can. And you may ultimately find out you're not suited for each other. You made a mistake. But at the same time, this is your life. So deal with it and make it work. It really makes you think about the amount of stuff somebody would have to unpack, like, Dating one of us and then just getting married after 90 days from another state. You come here and then you figure it all out. Oof. Oh, I wouldn't wish that on. I mean, just imagine the bill of goods I could sell someone. I bought my life. It's like here. And then you come here and you're like, this is not what I what I was pitched. Well, that's what you don't know what she was pitched. Exactly. So you got to live with someone, I feel like, for a bit. It's not very traditional, but that's when you. I think that's where our world is. That's now. where it is. Yeah. Now. You have to. So yeah, there's actually, there's other considerations. I'll bring it back to the diamond ring industry here. Like if you propose to someone and you're not necessarily married, state by state it differs as to who gets the possessions. Really? Yeah. Like What's Cal- Jersey? New Jersey is technically if um, you're not, you're, you can be engaged, but if you're not legally married, 
that's the uh, um, property of the person who gifted it. So the, the man, the man usually. Gotcha. But you go to states like California, it's very protective to the woman or whoever it was given to. So it's considered a gift, though. No, that's the thing. It's actually it is a term? contract. It's a, it's a um, there's a term for it, but it's actually not a gift until you get married. So it's a it's contract because unless you, that's what it becomes. It's a gift until you get married. It's just my brain working. A contract would be all right. You agreed. I'm giving you this, and in return, you're going to marry me. Well, if you're not going to marry me, you the contract is null and void. Rings mine. Depends on the state. So like Jersey, New York, it's like an unconditional gift. I think those are. The, I'm not a lawyer, obviously, right. but. So you gotta look state to state. So there's things, you could all of a sudden be in this position and then four months later be out a lot of money. Why do you wanna try to get the money back for the ring? Is well, no, wait flush? a minute. Has anyone ever come to you with a ring that they had purchased from you for fiance A, that didn't work out, now they have wanna be fiance B, and have they ever given you fiance's A ring and said, listen, could we trade it in? Yes. And, yeah, really? So I've had where people use the same diamond, but just do a different setting, <gasps> which is not bad. I don't, I, I listen, don't I'm not here to pass judgments, yeah, by the way. I'm just here to different scenarios. What? You gotta sage it. Uh, oh, like, uh, it takes, like, the jigsaw. Yeah, I think it'd be the, yeah. the bad juju. Yeah. Listen, if it's, if, if it's my second wedding and your second wedding, what are we doing? Yeah. You know, like, do we got to make everything brand new? And again, look, we already went through this. Let's just be practical about the whole thing. We have to start a life together. You want me to, is it worth spending $50,000, $30,000, $20,000? Instead of starting our lives as probably latter stage adults, right? 35, 35, 40 and older. I got to go and triple the money and spend all this money on that? Why? People really go wild on push presents now. I feel like push presents actually make sense, though. I missed it. I missed it. I, I had three concept. kids and I had no push presents. As a concept, it makes sense. And baby moons. Baby moon. Yeah. Like the baby moon? So um, before you're going to have a child, and I guess around the time where you buy the push present, you go on a uh, couple sort of honeymoon, because once the kid comes, like you're not going to be able right. to Life take changes. that trip to Africa or Mauritius yeah. or Seychelles in the Indian Ocean. Like you're, you're pretty much homebound. Sorry, guys. Uh, no, he's no. like, Chris yeah. totally doesn't want to get married now. <laughs> no, it's just my... Sucked in us, sorry. I mean, I, I, don't see, uh, I don't see the point of a baby moon. Like, I'm just, I'm annoyed that that term exists, to be honest oh, with you. That, that's, the face, that's the face you just saw, is me being annoyed that there's a term I didn't know existed exists, and I, it really bothered me. Um, one thing that I think is fun that we've done, though, that's kind of the opposite, and it doesn't even pertain to gifting or anything like that, is we do, I do dadshler parties for my friends. So if like you're mm. gonna be a dad, we'll, we'll throw a dadshler party. Cause then same thing, like the nights of us just going out and getting super drunk and being stupid and whatever, those, those are, they might not be done, but they're definitely gonna be very few and very far between. And when you get home, you're gonna hear all different types of shit than you used to hear when you got home. So we throw dadshler parties. That's our, I guess, guy's answer to that. I have a very long mailbag question. Um, I just don't see myself reading this very fluently, but I'm gonna try. But it, apparently it's really good. I haven't read it yet. It's awesome. From, uh, from Lindsay. I hope it's a fake name. Guys, use fake names. Can we, can we repeat that? Use fake names. Use fake names, for real. Um, or don't. Again, it doesn't bother me that much. It's just I, I would be a little upset for a few hours if we caused a divorce or a riff in someone's just relationship. Just a couple hours. Yep. Um, I would get over it pretty quickly. Because you know, if I don't know, if I can't picture their faces, I could, it's easy to forget. Okay. But if I got a face with all these pictures, I'd be like, I'd probably be nicer to everyone in the emails, to be honest with you. Um, dear Albie, 
I went out with a group of friends back in November of 2018. This was shortly after my ex and I decided we were getting a divorce. I didn't speak about uh, the reason for divorce all night until the alcohol just right hit right towards the end of the night. I complained about how crazy my ex, how my crazy ex, was, there's no, the word's not crazy in there. I tried to fix my reading. Uh, I, I complained about how my ex was lazy, didn't make me happy, uh, and my drunk mouth did mention how lame the sex I was. We got in the Uber to go home and I was still complaining to my friends. I specifically remember complaining about the horrible sex and also mentioning how I really am attracted to black men and well sleeping with them and uh, that's what I needed to get over my sexual frustration. I'm assuming the husband wasn't black, right? Would you, get, would you gather that from that question? Um, I was in the front seat of the Uber and while I was complaining, venting, I remember looking at the Uber driver who had a beard and beautiful green eyes. The whole time I felt awkward that he was hearing my business, but my drunk self clearly didn't care uh, that much because I vented the whole car ride home. I was still a little fuzzy. I do not remember looking over at the driver every now and then, but, oh, I got a larger version of the thing. Thank you. Um, where are we? I vented the whole car ride home. It was a little fuzzy, but I do remember looking over to the driver every now and then, trying to figure out if he was black, Middle Eastern, or Mexican. Um, this is almost uncomfortable. We're gonna keep reading. Uh, we, got <laughs> we got dropped off at home and it was the end of the night. Fast forward to a week later, I'm coming home from a late movie. It was about midnight when I got home, someone was in my parking space. Uh oh. I flashed my lights for them to move and they moved over to the, uh, to the spot next to me. I quickly got nervous, didn't get out of my car. I saw someone waving at me. I quickly figured out it was the Uber driver from the same night. He was African-American and he told me he thought I was cute and remembers hearing me complain about how I was sexually frustrated. He told me that he wanted to help me in that department. I asked him how he found me. He said he made a false report to Uber telling Uber that I left something in my car uh, and he had to return it home. So, I'm going to tell you all this. I did give him my number. It was really hot and seemed genuine. His eyes are beautiful, but till this day, I have yet to hang out with him because the whole situation was really strange. Uh, I don't plan to pursue or hang out with him, but I just thought I'd share a crazy story about a creepy, hot Uber driver. He, was, he hasn't showed up at my door since. My roommate thinks he's hot, and it's an old-school way of meeting someone, introducing yourself, uh, slash introducing yourself. Everyone else I've talked to said it's creepy. How would you handle it? It would be creepy if he came back since. He well, hasn't. About, Go no, out with no. him. How about you're sitting in your damn car, and you're talking about all this with an Uber driver who's going to drop you off with a complete stranger. Hey, take me home. And all the while, you're talking about your sex life and how you need this and you need that. And now this lunatic comes back the next day, and you think it's fine and it's cute just because he's got great green eyes. You, I think you're a lunatic. Do you think this email was sent from Lauren? Why are you taking this so personally? No, you know why? Because it's, that's how people get in trouble. You're a dope. But he never went back. I don't. She's she's a dope. You want to know something? Okay. If Ryan Gosling and, and did that shit in a movie, no, it would be no. on everyone. Why don't, don't guys like this exist? And exchange numbers. <laughs> and this is why I always tell Lauren, don't ever go in an Uber alone. She's don't, married. It doesn't matter, okay? Because this is the way problems happen. Yeah, but he also had his chance to say something while you were in his car. Yeah, but he probably was uncomfortable with it, and then was like, maybe listen, she was also drunk. Maybe he didn't feel comfortable saying something good. I'm going to play devil's advocate here. Dude. He could have returned and made it more creepy, and he hasn't. Does she so see? at least the genuine aspect of that your friends are giving him or are, are alluding to, I think there's some there's something to that. You say the good old-fashioned way, what, the dude stalking you? Right. That's really right? weird. Yeah. A, 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 a complete stranger that you punch into a phone and say, listen, and I take Uber, fine. But you don't look to have a relationship with a guy that's over... 
Think about it. He overheard your conversation. He heard that you were sexually frustrated, whatever. You know what? I'm going to give it a shot. Listen, I'm going to go to her house the next day. It, That's normal and safe. And, and oh, you know what? But he's got great green eyes. It's a different, but it's a different time. So keep in mind, in the, in the 1960s or 50s or 80s, whatever it was, how many stories have you heard older people tell? Oh, he was a bartender. He wouldn't leave me alone until he got that date. He would come back over and over and over again. That's not creepy. So what does it ha- does does genuine and old school only pertain to things that happened pre-technology? Well, then if this he, is if, the same definition of a taxi driver saying, "I started choosing the route of Hoboken because I really wanted to see this girl again. I I just I I feel like I hit it off with her, so I would just circle the block I dropped her off in." If that was a story in the 70s and how your grandparents met, you would think it's the sweetest well, thing that ever happened. Look, she also kind of made her mind up. She gave him her number. You know That's I mean? the other like, thing. He made her you, mind up. He has your number and your address, and he, you met him in November, and he hasn't resurfaced. He's, not, he's clearly not that much of a predator. Well, she was lucky. Well, I don't look at it Maybe like she's that. lucky because she met a nice guy, and she's I, letting I think, his ass fly. Let's well, go right by. I look at it like the way he did it was a little bit creepy, but you also entertained it by giving him your number. I think what's making her back up from it now is people's opinions. I mean, she's even writing it to, to you know, advice shows. So I think if if your gut instinct was to make a move on your own and you didn't feel creeped out when the guy was sitting in your parking spot, it shouldn't need anybody else to either talk you into or out of it. You should do what you want to do. It's random that she just threw Mexican in that in that question. It's and Middle Eastern. Well, she she sounds like a trip, by the way. <laughs> she I just thought it was funny. She herself. just was like, "You might have been Mexican. I don't know. Yeah. It's just a random thing to throw in there." <laughs> well, oh, is that it? We, what what do we say with this girl? We got to answer her question. It's a dear Albie. I know. I'm I'm just saying. Like I I think that she should do it. What she wants to do it. I think point. you should go out with him and let us know how it goes. I, I think because I think I think she, honest to God, I think she looked at this entire situation. I think she made her mind up, and right now she's trying to talk herself out or in one or the other. I think by giving him your number, okay, right there, unless you were just made to feel uncomfortable and you could have written something down fake, all right, you did exactly what you're looking for advice on. You 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 want to see the guy again, so just do it. And what if you text him and say, listen. There was a creepy, there was a creepiness about the way we met. I'd like to maybe meet in a very public place. At your live show. Have them both Yo. come in. That's what oh, it should be for. Chuck, Chuck, Chuck. Maybe we, get them both, <laughs> maybe we get them both on the phone. Can we? Yo, Lynn. Lynn dynamic to it. What if, he, what if he stops by Chuck's and picks up a ring? <laughs> Lin, Lindsay, eat, if you'd be willing to email us back. I would like to vet this guy for you. That's what I'm offering. Today. All right, I like that. I'll vet the Uber driver for you. I will speak to him, and I will let you know. And I'll, I won't just do it for content because that's enough content. Just vetting him alone. If you should go out with him or not, and then we'll take it from there. Now I like this. And Game if they go out, well, do we have a sponsor? Can we get a sponsor to do? So I was just gonna make up a sponsor in my fucking head to be like Wendy's will pay for it. <laughs> I was. Gonna, I, I, we don't have one, but if anyone will, we'll find something to make. We'll be a part of the date mm. somehow. Oh yeah, guys, that was a thing. Um, we've got people willing to pay us to do this. It, it, it's official. Um, I get hundreds of people paying me every day. Yeah, that'll, that which will be funny. <laughs> but if you guys know other people that want to pay us to do this too, we're gonna do a segment called "I can't believe people are paying us to do this," and you'll be featured in that. Wait, what? I don't know. I'm just making it up on the spot. That, we did, definitely didn't discuss whatever you're talking about. No. Let's do it. <laughs> um, no, but honestly, also, maybe write us in, or maybe we'll do a poll on Instagram or something. Would you be annoyed if we got sponsors? It's going to happen at some point. Um, we're just waiting for some. Because here's the thing. We really don't want to change who we are. 
You know, I want mm. to keep saying bad words and giving bad advice and things like that. Mm -hmm. um, so that won't stop. Well, but maybe let us know what kind of sponsors you would like. Just to let you know. Because that will help us sell the ads. No, I, I can tell you right now. Okay. Uh, one of the first uh, things, because we, we said to somebody that was out there actually, you know, helping us do this, that, that came to us and said they were interested in helping us out. It's very telling the type of people that come out and say, hey, we would like to sponsor that show. The very first thing that we got was somebody said, hey, you guys into weed? And they were like, "Do you guys smoke weed?" Like, <laughs> that tells you where everybody's head out. Listen to this show. I'll, feel promote, high. I'll promote anything. But so, bring it to me. Um, that's where we're close at. Close out, guys. Dear Albie, mailbag at gmail.com. Rate, comment, five stars. Do that whole nonsense thing because it matters. It matters, guys. It does. Don, thanks for coming on. Always a pleasure to see my beautiful boys and these three young men you've got with you. I'm surrounded by handsome men today. Lucky me. Gentlemen. We should be sponsoring it. <laughs> <laughs> Gentlemen, thank you guys so much. Do you want to talk about your podcast? It's really great. Unless it's uncomfortable for no, you, but I, I think you, you plug do away. a really cool yeah, thing. Plug away, both I, of you. I, I really appreciate that. First, let's give a nod to Chuck and his d dynamic diamonds. Uh, no, I've got a show. It's called Conversations with Connors. And... Uh, I, I'm all about networking relationships. There's three criteria for to being on my show. Number one, I know, like, and trust you and or admire you. Mr. Manto, was he was uh, one of the, the premier guests. Number two criteria is that you are successful. And I define success as living life by design, not by default. And number three, to tie into what it is that I'm all about, and that's relationships, you need to attribute a cornerstone of your success to the relationships and network that you have developed through the course of your life. So thank you for having me on today. This was a lot of fun. And it was very impromptu. I don't think you woke yeah, up no, knowing you were yeah, doing this. No, today. this was yeah. No, that, no. That's, that's right on brand yeah, for us. A, yeah. So uh, yeah, thank you very much, Chuck. Take it away. Yeah. So um, guys, this is a lot of fun. Thanks for having me on. Um, I am a personal jeweler, Adamine Group. You can go to adamindgroup.com. I'll definitely uh, assist you the best I can. And yeah, thanks, is that guys. supposed to be like an Adamine right now? Yeah. Is Adamine. it? Uh, our tagline is "Make Adamine Yours." Nice. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> I'm glad we did this. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thanks for tuning in as always. We'll catch you later. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.